Hey guys, welcome back to the Push Podcast. Today I have with me Aaron, one of our TAs. Um, thank you for coming on the show, Aaron. Yeah, no worries. Um, so today we're going to talk a little bit about multiple choice questions. Um, I posted a message a couple, a couple, I think it was last week maybe, um, asking you guys what you wanted to see. And someone responded saying that they'd like to hear more tips for multiple choice things, um, especially when it comes to the exam. So we're going to focus on that today. Um, but first, Aaron, tell us a little bit about you. Um, favorite part about a push what you like yeah. that sort of stuff yeah so um hi i'm Aaron. uh i am a i'm a sophomore now i'm a, i'm taking ap bio ap hero and ap government right now uh i'm taking ap hero specifically with miss noah if you guys might <laughs> might be familiar with her uh and last year i took a push from mr richmond class obviously and i got five on the exam uh so you know <laughs> hopefully that makes my words a little more important uh but yeah that's kind of my background in in APs, so I, yeah, and I have a lot of experience with APUSH. Nice, nice. AP Gov was my, like, that's been my favorite AP class. And are you taking US or is it the comparative one? Uh, it's US government. US government? Okay, yeah. That was one of my favorite tests ever. I love that one so much because, I don't know, it was just really fun and I liked it. Um, yeah. Anyway, okay, so let's jump in. Um, so I know, I actually don't know, but... I know Mrs. Art gives a little bit about what to do with multiple choice questions, how to go through them. Obviously, we have the MCQ. Um, think it throughs. Those are really important. Um, Arn, what do you think um, was like the biggest tip that you received when you were in a push that helped you be successful on the exam? Yeah, the biggest tip would probably be to um, read the question. And once you read the question, really understand what the question means. Because typically, what the college would like to do is they'll have correct answers, but... They're, but they're not really answering the question. So, for example, if a question's uh, saying uh, during the American Revolution, uh, what was one of the main reasons that uh, the columns re revolted? For example, uh, you might they might say uh, you know the debt that was put on uh, Britain by the French and, e French and Indian War, but also the rights were taken away uh, by the Intol Intolerable Acts. Now, both are technically correct, but the Intolerable Acts are more uh, specific and they're more recent. To the cause of, of revolution than the debt incurred by the French and Indian War. So it's stuff like that where you really have to know what you're talking about, know the connections. That's what college like to do. So that's one of the main things you have to do. You have to really understand what the question is saying. And it's not easy. Uh, even for me, it, I struggle with that sometimes because, you know, college world is tricky. It's a, it's a tricky system. You know, not, not, a, not a lot of students like the company uh, for, for a pretty good reason. But yeah, it just you have to really decipher the meaning behind the question. That's what that's important. Yeah, that's interesting because sometimes you can get more of the question if you think from the angle of what were like, what do I think they would think the answer is? You know, so you kind of have to go on and like, how do you think they would approach this question as an organization, and then work backwards from there. Um, but take you know, obviously take that with a grain of salt. Don't overthink it. Like sometimes the answer is there, and you don't have to <laughs> you don't have to play the game to get there. But sometimes that is helpful on tricky questions. Um, yeah, I think that's definitely important, especially to to realize that the multiple choice questions. It's not going to be like this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. Okay, this is right. Like sometimes you're going to be faced with two very similar answers, um, two very correct answers, especially with question types like um, what was the most or what was the best, because oftentimes the other choices are reasons or issues um but just not the best or like the most important i don't think there's a lot of those questions because sometimes it can, that can get pretty subjective um but they are there so it's you know it's important to, to read the whole question and try and understand it um 
Aaron, what do you, th or Aaron, excuse me, I keep saying your name. That's all right. Um, what do you think was the most um, like tricky question type for you when it comes to multiple choice questions? <sighs> that's, that's a really good question. Uh, when you say type, I would ask you to elaborate because there's different, I'm trying to understand. So it was like a for sure. yeah, cartoon analysis, um, more so a reasoning question. Like, uh, what, mm -hmm. what, what's yeah. What's so I think, you know, there's, there's the questions on the exam, which are like, this happened, tell, you know, like the great awakening was A, B, C, D. And then you, there's like a clear explanation for what it was, you know, then there's also the ones which are, um, there's, you know, there'll be like a stimulus, which is like the cartoon, for example, there'll be a set of questions about that. Um, there's also some which are compare and contrast. So they're like, um, here's event A and event B, why are they similar? That, those sort of questions. Um, I'm sure there's more that I can't think of off the top of my head, but of those, yeah. that sort of idea, what do you think was right. the trickiest one? I would say the trickiest for me would probably be those, uh, like the most significant reason questions I, that, that, that you're talking about before, but also uh, the blank was, because then you'll have, um, they'll, you know, events are called by one singular thing most most of the time. There's different threads that are incorporated, and typically what they'll do is they'll have these, they'll have a uh, certain part, certain sections uh, of truth in there, and but they, but uh, because you can't remember everything, obviously, they'll kind of play on other ideas where you're thinking, okay, I don't exactly know if that's correct, and it kind of gets you into a cycle of second guessing. That that's what happens to me a lot of the time. Even today, it happens to me. Uh, so. So those were the, the toughest questions. And what you have to do with those is really just kind of trust what you know. Because if you make a guess, right, you're just making a guess. But if you trust what you know, like you use the example of the Great Awakening. So you can say uh, the Great Awakening was caused by Enlightenment thinkers, or which is which is true. But there's also another aspect of the Great Awakening was 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 caused by uh, by immigrants from Scotland and Germany uh, eliciting uh, eliciting a, a a reformation in terms of indiv individualistic uh, religion, and the second one would be more correct. Uh, but the but the first one's also technically correct. So it's one thing getting into that idea of technically correct things that aren't the most correct. Yeah, it's a it's a fine line to draw. Um, and I think another tricky thing on those questions that you have to watch out for is the idea of. Um, oh, I completely lost my train of thought. Um, you only know so many details, right? You only know so much about the great awakening and so i know that personally I, I often fell into the trap of well this could be true like i don't really know if that happened or not it could i can see it could have happened but maybe not and i think your advice there was really good to stick with what you know because mo more times than not what you know is what you need to know yeah. and if something feels more left field it probably is close but not quite um and that's, that's what makes the multiple choice questions tricky is because it's close, but not quite. And when you're reading the answers, you have to draw the line there. Like this is yeah. something that I think yes, is actually is really uh, good to use. So I know Heimer's history is, is endorsed by Miss, Mr. Richmond. Uh, she, she worked with him before. Uh, something that's really good is that when, when you're watching Heimer's videos, write down what he's saying, because that's what you need to know. And typically the, the MSPs are going to play off the themes in those videos. So something that's actionable, you really want to know what he's saying. Uh, like for example, um, hey, uh, Peter, is it if I, if I share my screen? Um, they won't be able to see it, but you can go ahead, so I can see what you're talking about. Yeah, for sure. All right, yeah. So, um, so yeah, uh, I have some AP Euro notes. Oh my god, my computer is very slow. Uh, <laughs> there we go. All right, so right here, 
Uh, it's gonna come up soon. I, it, yeah, uh, I think it's the tabs buffering right now. Okay, I'll stop sharing for now because I don't think it's gonna work. But basically, what I do yeah, okay. is I um I listen to a to a, what what he's saying, and then I kind of just pause the video, write some things down, and then I go to the college board, their the AP Daily videos, and I take screenshots of what they're saying because typically. They, they'll both have really good content that, content that you need to know. And I'm saying there's no substitute for, you know, the American YAP, uh, for, for learning about American history, but for the AP exam, which I've I noticed. So for the AP exam, these this is really what you know. Like, you can, I think, I think uh, this core material with outside, you know, knowledge from the American YAP, et cetera, would get you a five. So that's something I just wanted to mention, that what you really yeah. want to know is a certain Bible of, uh, of information, uh, of a, a kind of just basically refer to your notes and your notes are definitely going to be correct so don't trust just make sure to trust your gut yeah yeah it's funny because when you think about it the you know the ap exam has been around for so long and the college board has had a really long time to distill out all of the things that they don't focus on and the knowledge base for the ap exam is very clear like what you need to know is really readily available and i love that you talked about the ap daily videos because if you don't watch those you 100 percent need to those are produced by the college board. If you go on the, the AP classroom, the, they're right there. Um, and it's very clear what you need to know. So yeah. please like, please focus on that, especially when it comes to multiple choice questions, because you can go off in the weeds really easily and get yeah. lost and not know, not know what to study and what, where to study. And, uh, um, yeah, so definitely yeah. I would say, yeah, focus on the, focus on the, on the, the important things, not necessarily like the big picture things, right? Sometimes I know at least for me, this was a big pitfall was like, Oh, I know the general idea. Like I've got the big picture, um, but that oftentimes that's different than the need to know stuff, right? Like there are important need to know details in some cases. So for yeah. sure. Yeah, um, I make a, a little note by the way. So just personal experience in April last year when I was preparing for English, I watched every single AP Daily video front to back from the beginning, and that really helped. It's a really good refresher for everything you need to know. And once again, I'm gonna I'm gonna really specify this. It's everything you need to know. So basically, honestly, you could probably watch those videos going to the exam and you could maybe end up with a four, but now I'm not saying don't do that. Don't do that. Use the resources. Please prepare. Yes, <laughs> please prepare. <laughs> please prepare. But before the exam as good review, uh, with your outside knowledge, you should be able to get a five based using that as like the basis for your view. You know, combine that with, with your Barron's textbook if you have it, with price review if, if you have that. All of that should net you a five. So that's something that I think is just important to say. Uh, and also, as another example of something that was a little tricky for me, I remember that we had to do, um, so this is a kind of for cartoons, uh, but it's important. So there was a cartoon in, in last week's English class, Peter, you might remember this, uh, about like uh, German immigration or, or like Irish immigration or something. And it tied to um, going to the Midwest. Now, Peter, if I remember, you're in Minnesota. So uh, I am, yeah. Yeah. So I remember I was reading one of your responses and you talked about it like in depth, uh, really analyzing the cartoon. So that's what, it, and here's the thing, in the cartoons, there's stuff in the back. There's a little fine print that you mm -hmm. need to know. Like it, 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 you it gotta read the fine print. Oh, it, it might hurt your eyes a lot. It, it hurt mine a lot in the exam. And it was like another, at 8 a.m. for me, <laughs> wasn't fun, but you need to read the fine print and, but, and you, you should really be able to crack those questions. So, you know, for people who have trouble with PSE analysis, the cartoon analysis, make sure to look at everything and really try to think about symbols and other things that might tie in. So, for, so to, mm -hmm. to kind of stand this point, uh, John Bull is the example for England, 
right? And there's a cartoon. There's also a cartoon uh, so by the American Revolution that shows, uh, I think, the chicken as France, uh, a snake as Britain, like the Dutch as something else. And you have to kind of really understand the symbolism and the context of the times, like uh, certain euphemisms, that kind of stuff. So that's pretty important for you to know. Yeah, I would definitely agree that it's very important to read the cartoons in context because that's generally where most of the information lies. When when people compose those cartoons, um, they relied on the fact that people of the time were all um, sort of inundated with the same knowledge. They all had the same background. And so the cartoons didn't build from the ground up, like start like, you know, like this is Lady Liberty, you know, she means this. Like they just, you know, it's assumed. And so then they make a point from there. Um, so that's definitely important to, to read the fine, fine print, um, pay attention to the details. I think that'll get you a long way on the cartoon analysis questions for sure. Um, yeah, great advice there for sure. And the DBQ. Okay. And the DBQ. That it, and the DBQ, yeah. yeah. It, it's two words with one stone right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, you'll be well served there. Um, and of course, we, we prep a lot in those class of PS, PSDs. Like, we study those primary source documents. Mm -hmm. And learning how to analyze them is also really important for multiple choice, as well as the SAQs and, and the DBQs, for sure. Um, actually, it's kind of funny. This is more of a side tangent, but I think one of the, usually one of the more important documents on the dbq is the the picture they usually offer you at least one image and use that image <laughs> because yeah. those are typically easier to understand you can understand them faster than you can um you know the three paragraph chunk from a novel you know yeah Yo. so something about that actually is um so for my so uh i i, I want to ask can, can we talk about like last year's dbq at all yeah go for it I think right. I think it's released. It might be. Okay, okay good. So I would assume last so. year's yeah. DBQ on Form O was um, explained how American identity was developed um, after the War of 1812 and during the era of mm -hmm. the Smyrna and the Peter. Uh, yeah. Yeah, if you got Form O, you've, you, you, you've seen that DBQ. And yeah. this DBQ, I remember it had a lot of text, but it also had a map. It had a map of America um, in like 1820 after Missouri was added to, to uh, America. So those picture questions... That's what all DBQ is tie into each other in a way, right? And these mm -hmm. and these cartoons help you really get a main idea, and it can really help you focus on what you want to talk about. Because using yeah. it helps you get POV, which can help with HIPAA point. Now, I I struggle with my HIPAA point. I'm taking a euro deep. I'm taking euro right now. That's something I have missed several times. So I want to specify here: the HIPAA point is very important, and those cartoons will really help you get that point. Uh, but also yeah. uh, with a cartoon. Once again, as Peter mentioned, context you can you can kind of uh, reverse engineer the context for the cartoon, and that's and that's also really important. So the cartoon is will really help you out in so many aspects on the DBQ. So it's one of the first things you should really look at before you look at, you know, the three hundred page speech from from a politician in seventeen sixty four. Yeah. Yep. For sure. Um, it's just it. Our, I guess it's just easier for us to look at something and digest it, and that's where it comes in helpful yeah. for sure. Um, okay, so we've got about five minutes left. I'm going to keep this 20 minutes just because I'm not here to take up first time. <laughs> but um, another question I had about multiple choice is um, what's your general question answering process? Do you do process of elimination? Do you like to just look for the answer? It's, it varies question to question, but it's all based on one framework. Read the question, have an answer in mind. Having an answer in mind helps you eliminate the other options so fast. Because if you know what the answer is going to be like, you don't have to do process of elimination. You might be saying, oh, that's trivial. It's like 
three to four seconds. Those three to four seconds are really important because that because you have a certain train of thought, and I mean, we all know we all know losing your train of thought is really bad. You know, and during the AP exam, it can take you like a minute, two minutes to really get back on track, and even then, you might not be in the flow of things. Having a clear, you know, idea of what you're thinking about uh, will help. And when you get stuck on a question, you know, I've been I've been a victim of this. Uh, I tend to, to linger on the question and think, okay, I, I really try to crack it, like you know, keep going at it, and through that time, precious seconds were taken away. So there was um, a question on the AP exam. I'm not going to specify the question because it's not been released, but yeah. it, it was a, it was a. But I spent like like five minutes on it, like just thinking, okay, what is this? And then I saw time sticking away, thinking, okay, so I'm going to mark it. I'm going to return. And it happened a few more times. And there's one question where I didn't, I didn't actually. I'll be honest. I didn't really pay attention to that particular topic in in the class, and it did it, it did hurt me, and that also yeah. took time. So. So yeah, if you don't, if you want to avoid wasting time with the exam, uh, that's something that's, that's very important. Just go yeah. into your, just go into the, read the question and have your answer to begin with, and then use process of elimination. That's um, those are the two main things I I would like to to really underscore. Mm -hmm. For sure, I think also it's important to have that answer in mind going into it because that keeps you from getting distracted by oh this could be correct and this could be correct and this could be correct. because if you're able to predict you're able to eliminate faster, but you're also able to kind of keep yourself on track with where you want to go. And you're less likely to be pulled off by similar answers, if that makes sense. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, I, I, I wanted to mention that, that, uh, it ha that if you haven't, if you're going into a question without any idea, you know, as students, we don't like to, uh, stick, we don't like to have a uh, road memorization because the college world likes to switch up. They'll get switch things up. They like to throw curveballs. Uh, so we, we like to, you know, think critically, but thinking critically, takes time and on the on the ap exam you got like 60 minutes for your or sorry like 90 minutes for your mcqs you can't really do that so make sure to go make sure to critically think but you need to have an idea of what you want to write before you go into it and if you're wrong you're wrong but just make sure to have that just important mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's i think i mean obviously the multiple choice think it throughs are really important when it comes to that because it kind of shows you what the other answers could be like especially from past exams and how similar some of the answers can be. Um, but really, it is about predicting an answer, I think, is really the key to not getting distracted, for sure. Okay, last question here. Um, when when you first see an MCQ, um, it, in your mind, do you try and like associate that with a period, or do you try and go straight to the answer? So, for example, if the question is about the Great Awakening, are you immediate or like Western expansion? The question about Western expansion, are you immediately thinking like bigger picture? Okay, Western expansion, this is what this is. Or do you think you go right into the answer? Because I know I sort of waffled back and forth a little bit on the exam and that probably cost me something. Yeah, that that happens to me too. I don't think of it as a unit or or uh, or go straight to the answer. But I, what I do is, well, it happens, I, I can do both. Uh, for an MCQ, uh, I, I do think in terms of context, so I do think in terms of a unit, because a unit has a certain map to it. There are certain things Calibre really wants you to hit on. So there's something, there's a resource actually I want everyone to use. Um, Peter, you might want to, I'll, I'll bring it up for you quickly right now. Uh, I'm gonna yeah, I can check. put it in the description. Yeah. Uh, I don't I can, know, you know I can get it after we're age right now, but um, so this is what, this is something. So um, it's the it's the concept outline for English, and it says fall, fall twenty nineteen, and I don't know when the update of 
the material they might have updated in 2020. Uh, but this is still pretty still, still pretty good to use. Uh, now, what this is, is it's just a map of the major ideas. So, for example, here. Uh, now, you know, stop stop me if this, if this sounds familiar at all, okay? English colonization efforts attracted a, comparative, a comparatively large number of male and female migrants, as well as other European migrants, all of whom have social mobility, economic prosperity, religious freedom, and improved living conditions. These colonies yeah. focused on agriculture and settled on land taken from Native Americans from which they live separately. That is a thesis statement. That's a thesis yeah. statement waiting to be written. So this stuff is basically, I mean, it really, it kind of writes your LQ for you in a way. Because you have these, <laughs> yeah, because you have these sentences that you can just think of, like, okay, so that's the idea. So that's kind of how I think. I don't think in terms of a unit, but to think back to the concept outline of what Culver really wants you to hit on, uh, and then you and then he goes to the answer, right? So mm. it's so it, it's kind of a mix, but I like to go in with context and then go to the answer. So it's a context answer. Uh, type yeah, thing. yeah, that's really good. All right, I'm gonna wrap it up. Um, thank you so much, Arn, for coming on and sharing all of your tips and everything for multiple choice. Yeah, sure, uh, everyone really appreciate thank it. you for having me on. Uh, I I, yeah. I I love English when I took it. Uh, it's a great course. Mr. Richman is probably one of the best history teachers and teachers period i've ever had so yeah she's awesome we love yeah. her all right so um, i'm gonna go ahead i'll put the the concept outline that arn was referencing in the description so y'all can check that out but otherwise thanks again um have a great week and we'll see you guys next time you too i'll see you later all right take care